guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9, ignition sequence start. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. You're listening to Hunter Powers broadcasting live from our nation's capital, D.C. proper, Washington, D.C. And this is The One. Your one idea for today comes from notable tech reporter Paul Thorat, who said, there's always an excuse. This was an offhanded remark Paul made on his podcast, What the Tech, where he was talking about a new product and how, eh, it wasn't really all there. And his co-host went into a number of reasons why you really shouldn't have expected so much from this product, Paul. To which Paul responds, there's always an excuse. So... What does this quote mean? Or what's the what's the basic idea here? There's this end-of-day reality of things. And it either hits the mark, it either, do, either does the thing, it either meets expectations, or it doesn't. And that perhaps the reasons why, the reasons why we've ended up in this moment, in this space, aren't terribly relevant. Or not as relevant as we seem to think that they are. And why? Because there's always an excuse. Things never go wrong without an excuse. It's always there. Probably the same thing. Things never go right without an excuse. Except for some, I don't know, rare happenstance. But in general, yeah, there's, there's always a reason. And that we spend most of our time focusing on the reason. But perhaps a shortcut. or perhaps So perhaps it's not as profound as we want to make it. Perhaps... More focus should be spent on the result. Perhaps that's a, a hack, a way to kind of get straight to the heart of the matter. And that when you start examining the excuse, you're moving away from the result, right? So a project has gone uh, amok. A, a new product doesn't do what it's supposed to do or breaks. It breaks after one day. And uh, you're like, man, this, this product is not very good. So well, yeah, but we had to we had to get this product to market incredibly fast, and uh, the old the old head of product they're not here anymore. It's a new person, and trade wars going on. Plus, it's summer; people are on vacation. Reasons why, really, the, the thing that you have here was an inevitability. And I guess like the obvious counter question is. If it was an inevitability, then why did you do it in the first place? And, of course, their defense is that, well, we didn't know that it was an inevitability at the time. And we thought all of these reasons, which we're now stating as, like, why it went wrong or why you should be more forgiving of the current reality. Uh, we were hoping that uh, none of those would be factors. But now, given the current reality, they must have been factors. So somehow in this final moment, when you're in this state of reflection... All of these things which had been discounted so heavily are now given a, a full weight, right? Up until the moment where you were dissatisfied with this thing, we weighted these factors of everybody was on vacation. It was, uh, it was an unrealistic timeline to begin with. There's a component shortage. I don't know, making things up here. But we weighted them at nothing. And then now in this moment, they've crossed from being weighted at nothing to be weighted at everything. And we know... So there's always a list of reasons waiting to go from being weighted nothing to be weighted everything. They're always there. There's always an excuse. And they're inserted as a way to defend the reality. And they force you to stop considering the reality and start considering the 
excuse or the reasons, right? Like, uh, why did someone not show up today? Well, their grandmother passed away. Oh, well, in that case, like, I, I guess I can't hold them accountable for anything because grandma has died, right? This is, we've stopped considering the situation and we've gone to the reasoning. Now, the third time that the grandma died, you start to question the reasoning. But up until that point, they, you get a pass. So the counter, the counter to this idea comes in the form of when things don't work out, we often should take a moment to look at the reasons why, to find, you know, how could we correct this going forward? We learn from our mistakes. The past is not dead. It's not even past. A little Faulkner quote. An extra quote, an extra idea for the day. If we're supposed to consider the past so that we do, we're not doomed to repeat it, but there's also all excuse. Like, how do we, how do we marry these two ideas? Are we supposed to disregard everything that happened and just consider the current situation? Are we supposed to weigh them in? I think this idea does suggest that we're potentially weighing them too heavily and that they shouldn't be considered as justification for the current state. They are noted inputs, but they are not justification. And that if anything, the excuse is really just an amplification of the current state. This product doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Well... You know, they had to get it out. There was some competitor out, and they had to get it to market in just three weeks. Oh, so that excuse is meant you to, to somehow give them some extra uh, accordance, some extra room, and say, well, you know what? And actually, for three weeks, this is pretty good. But perhaps what we should be doing is the inverse. Okay, so they thought they could deliver a great product in three weeks? What? What? Like, the excuse is only an amplification of the result. It's not a counter to the result. It's an amplification, which is why you want to deal with the realities. And it's really up to the person producing the output, the thing that didn't function, to take a look at the reasons why and how they were weighted and what went wrong and what went well and find the new strategy. But you as the consumer of whatever is being output, or whether it's an idea, or it's a product, or it's someone being on time for something, you really shouldn't consider the excuse. And when it goes into excuse, it should really be seen as an amplification of the result. It only first the fact that, yeah, this, this was a bad idea to begin with. I had, I thought maybe there was a mess up, and now that you're telling me all these reasons, yeah, okay, what were you thinking? And then you can take whatever action you, you, you deem appropriate, given that this was still presented, this action was still taken, we are in this state of reality now, given all of these factors that were deemed irrelevant before this moment and now given maximum relevancy in the moment. There's always an excuse. What are the edge cases? Where does this not apply? It goes to like the degree to which... It's an, I think it's an empathy question when this doesn't apply. It's like, because we are expected, okay, so let's say someone's grandma did actually die and they missed a meeting. Grandma died and they missed a meeting. You're supposed to instantly, you know, say, okay, understand, please go deal with that. Why? Because you have empathy for the situation. And at that point, if, uh, if grandma died and, and they're 10 minutes late and your response is there's always an excuse, it's probably, probably not, the right, not the right response. But as I say that, I still think the quote holds true in this situation because I think how you how you read it is let's take someone's late late for meetings late they, they don't show up whether you're supposed to meet them for lunch meet for dinner it's at work the project is supposed to be done and there's a pattern of things not being done or they don't arrive on time they're always late 
this particular time, grandma has passed away. And let's just assume that this is an accurate, this is what happened this time. Well, the reality is that this single instance of being late isn't actually an issue. The issue is the pattern. There's always an excuse for each individual item, but what there isn't an excuse for is the pattern. And of course, there is an excuse for pattern because there's always an excuse, but that's, that's where you're supposed to dismiss the idea of excuses as being justification that you need to accept for the reality is in the pattern. The individual instance, sometimes the excuse should be empathized with and considered and allow you to dismiss the reality, but probably less than you are doing. But in the aggregate, when we look at a pattern, the excuse should be given no weight as input to dismiss the reality. And so I do believe that I agree with Mr. Therod that there's always an excuse. Until next time, and that's not an excuse, this is Hunter Powers from Washington, D.C. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win.